Justin. I'm Nikki. What a week. What a week. Nothing interesting happened except I've come to a realization that spicy challenges, anything regarding spicy food, I'm putting a stop to it. It's not worth it. I don't know why you feel the need to challenge yourself for some like you're well, not going to enjoy It's to your improve food. my tolerance, but I, after after yesterday, I'm never doing it again because I'd rather enjoy my food in general rather yeah. than to eat something spicy and ruin my stomach for the next couple of days because my butthole has not been the same <laughs> since yesterday <laughs> exactly i like spicy <clears throat> food but i don't want it to be spicy to a point where i'm not going to enjoy it to the point where i'm sniffling where i'm sweating mm-hmm. i don't see the point in that yeah. honestly yeah my week was not that interesting but something a little interesting happened okay, so happened? i got back on bumble i was inspired by oh, bianca wow. <laughs> <laughs> i was like let me see what it's about um so i got back on bumble and i'm swiping through and i see one of my tas on there Oh. <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's not really an uh-oh i feel like it's bound to happen it's happened to me in the past mm-hmm. but i just swiped left because i don't really talk to him in that class and i was like uh I don't want to swipe right and then figure out that he also swipe right. Well, I thought on Bumble, you message the person first. So well, yeah, I know there's swiping involved. Yeah, there's swiping. So you still have to match and then the girls have to message okay. the guy Got first. It. Got it. So either way, if we both swiped right, we would know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't want to have that situation. Right. Um, and then actually I was at a coffee shop and I saw one of my TAs there. Well, I didn't really see him. He saw me. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing my big over-the-ear headphones so no one will bother me. Mm-hmm. He's He turns his head like sideways and starts waving at me. I was like, oh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's one of those people that you would see somebody you recognize, but you don't know them enough to like greet them in person when you see them out somewhere? Um, I don't know if it was that situation, but it's more of like, I don't really talk to this TA. I don't even really like that class. Mm-hmm. So... Any association with that class, you're like, please stay away. He's like, oh, are you studying for ecology? And I no. was like, no. <laughs> also, I saw something else that really perplexed me really? either last week or a couple weeks ago. So, you know, the Kids' Choice Awards happen mm-hmm. every year. Of course, I'm not a kid anymore, so I don't watch it. So why a video popped up on my YouTube timeline really confused me. So the video was showing who was performing at the Kids' Choice Awards. And I was so shook. Guess who was performing? <laughs> Migos. Really? Yes. I was like, this is not children appropriate. Like, No, kids these days are wild. Have you seen what these 15-year-olds are looking like? They're out here being MUAs, having 100k followers yeah. on Instagram. I saw this page with this girl who's 15, and I mean, she's she's gone through puberty, mm-hmm. she's really pretty, mm-hmm. and like the first thing in her bio is, I'm 15, with like those big red exclamation oh, to, points. So that all the pedophiles yeah. can stay away. Yeah, sometimes, the, well, I feel like uh, she did not look these 15. girls <laughs> these days with the makeup and all the social media, they people who aren't looking their age. Yeah, like she, that Marseille girl from Blackish, she like acts so much older than what she is. I think she's she mature, is. but she's not out there like putting herself out there like mm-hmm. some of these other girls yeah. are. But I was I was just shook because Migos is not for chil- children. It's not. I'm just imagining like, a suburban like white mom and saying, "Migos, what is this?" And stir fry? Are they are they making? <laughs> what are they putting in there? Stir fry and a mommy. Walkie talkie. Walkie. T- did he mean walkie talkie? Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny they bring that up because a few years ago, <laughs> the weekend won an award for what is the song? I can't feel my face. Yeah, I can't feel my face, and he's literally talking about cocaine okay and taking oh, is that their... what i can't feel my face is about? yeah it's about oh. cocaine he's like i want to in a future song he talks about i want a kid's choice award 
we're talking about like slumming blow off of someone's I don't know. Yeah. Basically, it's about cocaine. Oh wow! Even I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was he can't feel his face because he loves the girl so much. No. You know, EXO, like, you know how Drake is OVO and mm-hmm. The Weeknd's EXO? Mm-hmm. That's something in Oxy something. It's drugs. Okay. X and O Well, drugs. you learn something new every day. You learn, I've learned that Migos is not for children and that... The Weeknd, a lot of his songs are actually Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I just didn't sex. know that that song was about cocaine. Yeah. Interesting. Apparently, when you snort it through your nose, you can't your feel face your face. Well, I'm I'm not gonna be trying that anytime soon, me either. or ever actually, because I'm already crazy. So why would I do something that'll make me more crazy? True, stay away. <laughs> <laughs> so hot take of the week. What is your hot take this week? I don't know if I have a hot take yet. Oh, well, I have a hot take. You do? What yes. is it? So one of my hot takes this week is about ASMR. So if y'all don't, if y'all have been living under a rock, ASMR is basically this thing where certain noises like. It arouses sleep, I guess. Or it arouses people in general. It's like really, some of it's soothing, some of it's just a nice sound to hear. I think it's honestly disgusting. Really? Like whenever I think of ASMR, I think of somebody's hot breath in my face. It's a video. (laughs) You can't smell their breath. No, but the sound, like. (laughs) Hello. Hey guys, welcome to Polar Opposites (laughs) Podcast. ASMR, polar opposites, ASMR, don't you love it? Like, it's just... I like ASMR. It's nasty. And then the little... It just makes me unnerved. Like, the uh, tapping... it does different things for people. Yeah. To me, I find it, like, kind of soothing. I like the sounds. I'm like, oh, this sounds no. nice. I don't know, no. something about it. It's like those satisfying videos of just random things that are I mean, those, those, some of those are cool, but ASMR is just something about, like, somebody's, like, hearing somebody's <laughs> mouth, like, close to my ear is just nasty, and it, it makes, it tickles my spine in a, in a bad way. I think there are good ones and bad ones. I found this one page of this girl who's, like, smacking, chopping oh, down. Disgusting. I was like, this is disgusting. This is not ASMR. You're just, you're putting your nasty habits on the internet. Yes. I'm not following There's that. all different types. But like, ASMR really has ones. blown up. There's one with sponges where people pour, like, cleaning liquids on sponges, and, and then they wring out the... You I feel like, like I that? like that. I like the visual of it, but the sound of it is like... <laughs> I don't like that. It reminds me of washing dishes, and I hate washing dishes, so I don't (laughs) want to ever think about that. (laughs) I I like ASMR. Mm -mm. And then another hot take that I have is that I'm learning that I I just don't like animals and dogs. People are like, oh my god, oh, Oh, we were eating that day, and Justin's whole body curled up, and I was like, are you okay? Yeah, I just don't like dogs. I like the idea of having a pet or having a dog the same way I look at the idea of having a child. Yeah, from a distance, oh, a, a kid would be cool, a dog would be cool. And then when you actually have one, you're like, oh, no, this ain't it. Once they start crying, once they start pooping, and you realize that what you got into is not worth what you're going through. <laughs> but, like, from a distance, I'm like, okay, that dog is cute. And then when it starts getting closer to me, I notice that, like, I start, like, tensing up. Yes. And this fear happened, I think, seven years ago. And I think I re- realized why. I We went to Nigeria, and I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I had my legs dangling off the side of the bed. And I felt like an itch on my leg. And 
I ignored it because I thought I don't like to itch my scratches because I'm scared it'll be a mosquito bite and I don't want to like irritate the mosquito bite. So I just let the itch continue to itch. And then it got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. And I looked down to itch the scratch and a cockroach (laughs) has been crawling up my leg the entire time. The way I jumped and wiped that shit (laughs) off of my leg and crushed that thing, I was disgusted. So ever since then, the idea of something like pawing at me or licking me or... That's so funny that like you just let it go to me if i feel any type of slight like it could be air blowing through the hair on my yeah. arms and i feel like i have to swipe it away i hate i that hate feeling. just feeling uncomfortable so asmr and animals are not it and that's my hot take <laughs> justin's just gonna be alone for the rest of his probably life. it's going well so far so your prophecy is probably right oh in the news what's been going on jordan peele y'all know his movie us just came out we actually saw it yesterday um, he made some comments that caused some controversy. So what what is the quote that he said? He said, I don't see myself casting a white dude as the lead in my movie. Not that I don't like white dudes, but I've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with saying Where that. is the controversy? Because we've all grown up in this world and we've seen the movies that are put out every year. And I feel like with Jordan Peele casting people of color as leads in his movies, it's refreshing. And audiences are not only liking the content of his movies, but just seeing different faces on screen. Yeah, Hollywood has been a bunch of white faces since its inception. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's anything wrong with purposely casting black actors or purposely casting actors of color mm-hmm. just like in what was that movie um crazy rich asian yeah like that was they refreshing had an entire asian, asian cast, cast and there was nothing wrong with it to me to celebrate asian faces to celebrate asians in hollywood mm-hmm. and to purposefully cast all asians there's nothing wrong with that well the controversy stems from people believing that his comments are racist and they said that if steven spielberg or some other white director said yeah i don't feel like casting black people okay y'all have been not casting (laughs) black people y'all have been not casting the people of color y'all have been casting white actors to play people of color mm-hmm. yeah that's messed up exactly like, so it, you guys have been doing that you guys have been putting white actors and actresses to play um traditionally people, people of, of color. color in comic books whether that's in just in regular black movies face, putting them yeah. in yellow face whatever it is there's that movie with um emma stone she's supposed to be an playing asian woman an asian woman or Hawaiian but she woman was or like White, uh, white and blonde. W- makes and no sense. Like, they will go every route to not to cast not somebody cast of color. Like, there are people out there who are trying to make it in the industry. People of all different colors, all different races, ethnic- ethnicities that mm-hmm. are trying to make it. But there are directors, casting directors, who are not casting these people, who are purposely casting white people mm-hmm. to play people of color. Yeah, it doesn't make makes sense no to sense. me. So I feel like at the point we are now in the U.S. and in the world, we feel like... It's time, even though it's 2019, time to see more perspectives on screen. And I don't think people should be offended by what he said. I don't think it's racist to say. He just said he's seen that movie before. We've all seen that movie before. And going to see us, it's refreshing to just see like a black cast. It's representation. Fully realized. I'm so happy to see people who look like me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, even in a lot of black movies, it's a lot of light skin um, actors. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the young um, actress roles go to like mm-hmm. Yara Zendaya. or Zendaya or Manla mm-hmm. but I don't see a lot of girls like me who are playing the lead roles yeah and I'm sure there are There's girls like me that are there. trying to make it 
So to me, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I'm glad to see Lupita and to see Winston mm-hmm. in those roles. And the kids, too. Yeah. yeah. And they all did a good job. Honestly, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think it's racist mm-mm. at all. So then another story that I noticed in the news that happened was about Cardi B. Uh, apparently, a three-year-old Instagram video of Instagram Live resurfaced. And in the video, Cardi's talking about her experiences being a stripper and the stuff that she had to do to survive. So she mentions that she would take men to their rooms or whatever. She would drug them and then take her money, take their money to survive. So this caused some controversy because as we all know, we're in this Me Too era where any type of abuse is vilified and people are held accountable. So after she made these comments, she started trending on Twitter and people were like, cancel Cardi B or mute Cardi B. Um, Like it was a, a big deal. So it brought into question whether like what should happen based on the comments that she said and what would happen if the roles were reversed and it was a male that alluded to drugging people in the past. So like what should happen and is she is there a double standard because she's not suffering the consequences that maybe a guy would suffer? I think there is a double standard. I think that if it was a guy who had said these things, um, there would be a lot more repercussions. Mm-hmm. I think that, first of all, I think what she did is wrong. I'm just going to say that. There's no saying, oh, because of this reason, it's okay, or because she's a woman, it's okay. There's none of that. Plainly, it's wrong. I think it's an awful thing to drug people. Honestly, there are many guys out there who will pay for a lot of things. Yeah. People, there are guys out there that'll pay for fee pictures, so I can never imagine. <laughs> like Everybody point, has their interests. Yeah, like, why Why would you do that? I don't understand why someone would do that. Me neither. And she wouldn't want it done to her. No. Exactly. So, so. I don't I don't know. So, I think that with double, people, hold everybody accountable. Don't just hold guys when guys are accused of sexual abuse. Also, Girls hold women. Women too. can do it too, the same way women can abuse their spouses. I think everybody should be held accountable, especially if we're in this era where we uh, like women should be treated equal when it comes to people that are at fault. Hold them Treat to the them same equally. respect. So that's that's that. But also, yesterday we went we went to go see us, right? Mm-hmm. So what did what did you think about that movie? Uh, maybe I we can give a was, mini review. Okay, um, I thought it was a good movie, but at the end I was a bit confused. Mm-hmm. I was as con- I was. I don't want to give any spoilers, so I'm not going to well, say what can, happened at well, the we, end. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Just to <laughs> let you know. If you haven't know. seen Us yet, don't listen to this next part. Skip ahead. Yeah. Um, at the end, you see um, the mother taking the boy out of the slocker, mm-hmm. and he's looking at her like she's not the same person. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't recognize this woman. Who are you? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of scared of you. Yeah. And what I was thinking about was he also looked at her like that when they were in the house and she was killing that second twin Mm -hmm. who actually didn't die. Mm -hmm. So there's this dynamic of maybe the son knows that something's something's up. up. And it kind of leaves like room for a sequel, maybe. Yes. Would you be here for a sequel? I I would be because one, what's really happening to the earth after, does the husband find out that there was actually a switch? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so, So many things can still happen. And I'd be interested to explore more with these characters. But for me, I loved Get Out. Like, Get Out is one of my my favorite movies. Like, it's a classic at this point. And I really did enjoy that movie. So when I saw Us, I'm always careful not to have really high expectations. No, you're not. Well, you you tell me that I'm bad (laughs) at this. You say that I always have high expectations for things. Yeah, and then you're disappointed. Yeah. So would I say I was disappointed by Us? 
slightly, of. slightly. I think Us was very different, and I think many people were like, "Oh, Jordan Peele made Get Out. Mm-hmm. Get Out was was amazing. A masterpiece. So this movie, Us, has to be just as good mm-hmm. or better. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what a lot of people might have gone into that movie expecting. Yeah, but it was a very different. It was movie. different. It was bloodier. It was. It was very bloody. <laughs> so much. Bl- I was gasping audibly in the audience. I mean, in the theater several times. Like when I watch a movie. I'm an. I think I'm an audible like reaction person because sometimes in movies they kill a person and then that's it. But here they are like, bludgeoning yes. over and over. Uh. When that the daughter was killing the, one of those twins, mm-hmm. she hit her like twenty times. Mm. I will and say though that normal. I know that it's a movie, but I feel like if I murdered somebody, I wouldn't be able to sit at a table and be like, "Yeah, what's the next move?" I would be horrified <laughs> by what I just did. Around, yeah, like the I was like, "Did they not just murder?" <laughs> people like this is not normal that's the one we got everything we need here she's like no we're leaving we're getting out they were not acting like they murdered somebody but like the story in general i feel like with get out get out was more i wouldn't say simplistic but i feel like jordan peele knew it was easier to follow yeah it was easier to follow and loose ends were tied up i feel like in us and in general i don't like movies that leaves it up to interpretation because i feel Mm -hmm. like when it comes to music videos art or movies People that leave stuff up to interpretations, there really isn't a deeper meaning to their art, and they just want people to figure it out just so they can be like, oh, there's a deeper meaning, or it can be seen this way or that way. I don't know if it's always like that. I think sometimes things should be left up to interpretation, Mm -hmm. because people have many different perspectives, and for you to say, oh, I see this painting as this, and whatever you see is wrong, Mm -hmm. I don't think that should be the way it is. Right. But I do wish there were more clear explanations in us. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a ploy to be like, oh, you have to see it again. So they want more people to go into the theater to rewatch stuff and make more money. So they're like, it's one of those movies that you have to see several times to really get it. Like, that's bullshit. Like, (laughs) not every movie has to be like that. Yeah. Well, Inception. I haven't even seen Inception. Is that wild? Because I don't like those mind warp movies where I don't understand what's going on. It (laughs) frustrates me. Inter- interstellar kind of kind of <laughs> have you kind of seen a movie <laughs> i kind of saw it um i mean i've seen the first like 30 seconds of it and there's then like that's s- not dust or snow and that's like, not kind of anyway but so I don't both like of those, those movies. movies are movies where you have to think a no. lot because they i feel like they follow different timelines and you have to think or different dimensions and time and space you have to think about, oh, how does this one detail in the beginning of the movie connect to this thing in the end? Mm-hmm. And how does it all yeah, make that, sense? I, I should go into a movie, understand what I'm seeing, and enjoy it at the end of the day. I don't want to go into a movie that I paid money for and then have a crinkled up face the whole time. Like, what is going on? Like, no, <laughs> movies should be clear and should have a resolution at the end. That, those are the movies I enjoy. And Us was not that. Was it a good movie? Yeah. Was it better than Get Out? No. no. <laughs> so um, y'all should watch it and see um, what y'all's opinion on it are. Because there's different things to take away from the movie in general that people are saying. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm interested <clears throat> to see what else Jordan Peele comes up Me with. Me too. Though. And speaking of Jordan Peele, I just wish that... I think that we're seeing all this cool stuff when it comes to movies because p- directors are getting opportunities to showcase their art so there would be no get out if nobody gave jordan peele a budget and an opportunity to exactly. make an interesting movie so with that being said i hope that more directors like are open to giving people a chance because you never know what classic movie you're going to get out of them yeah people have great ideas and yeah. i think they should be heard what are we talking about today we're talking about nigeria and 
our experiences visiting Nigeria because as you guys know Nikki and I are Nigerian and I've been to Nigeria twice and she went for the first time this... no I didn't oh you've been there twice <laughs> yeah okay I didn't know that look at me just making a step and she's only been there one time <laughs> but <Yeah. clears throat> we've been there um I've been there twice the last time I went was in 2012 and Nikki recently went but she's been there a couple times I've been there once before okay yeah so I want to say a disclaimer before this, because some of it might sound really negative, but I do love Nigeria. I love the people. Mm-hmm. I think that the country has a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to a lot of things. Yeah. But these will be some things, some interesting things that happened to me that I experienced that mm-hmm. I saw during my trip. And I think Justin might also chime in with yeah. some of his experiences. Yeah. Interestingly... I've been there twice. So I've been there in 2002, and the last time I went was in 2012. But I remember more from the time I went in 2002. How? I I was five (laughs) years old, but I remember more. Like, I just have vivid memories. Um, I remember we had a pet goat. I love this goat so much. That reminds me. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but maybe I'll talk about the goat story. Oh, my God. We had a pet goat. And each morning, we, me and my sister would wake up at 7 because we had a farm in our backyard, something like that, from what I remember. And my we, my sister hated the goat. She would torture the goat. And I, I would get mad. So she would find a plastic fork and then go to the, the goat's butthole and stab it. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, are you crazy? And I love this goat so much. So there came a point towards the end of my trip that... Um, my uncles and aunts, they got the goat, put it in the back of a truck, and tied it up. And I was confused. I thought we were taking... They're going to slaughter it. <laughs> I thought we were. T- they were taking it on a field trip so we could like, see the world instead of just in our backyard. So they take it to this place and tie it up to a post. And then just going... <laughs> and I was like, help it. Why are you tying it up? So we they start dancing this around it. This is going it. to be your dinner. <laughs> Everybody's dancing and singing for the goat. And then before you know it, I find out that what I ate for dinner that night was, was the, goat. the goat. I was so horrified and sad. Oh my goodness. So going along with that story. Um, so I was in Nigeria over Christmas time. And Christmas time is a really big deal mm-hmm. in Nigeria. Um, so we were at... My family built a house in the village. and A mansion. It's not a mansion. <laughs> it is, y'all. I saw pictures. Anyway, so it was Christmas time, and we, I guess they bought a cow and a goat. Okay. And I remember my sister is getting her hair braided outside, my older sister. And they killed the, both the cow and the goat are tied to trees. Okay. They killed the cow. Actually, it's only one man that did this, and I was very surprised. This man killed the cow he starts skinning it. Oh, he like a cow. Yes, he slaughters the entire cow, cuts it up, everything. Oh my god! My sister's like, because <gasps> she's standing outside because the AC isn't on during the day and the like lights are on during the day, mm-hmm. so they're doing it outside because it's cooler. She's like, I can't believe this is happening right next to me. I can't believe it. Please, I don't want to. She's like, I don't even want to look. Oh my goodness, this it was a I bloody was act- mess. Were you intrigued? Or where I was were actually you? intrigued because I never really seen that. This one man cut up the entire cow skin the entire cow cut it up into all the different pieces i mean that's the cow that we ate for like the next week yeah, honestly must have been delicious we made suya different meats for mm-hmm. rice blah 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 and i remember the suya was so mm-hmm. good if y'all don't know and, what suya is suya is like a meat kebab ish made yeah. of uh, what is the animal beef okay beef. it's cow <laughs> It's like a beef kebab that's seasoned. It's really good. It's like a mix between, I guess, regular 
cooked beef and beef jerky, <laughs> but it's not as dry as beef jerky. Yeah, it's an in-between. Yeah. So that's what we ate. And my sister's like, I can't believe this suya is from that cow that was in <laughs> that was getting killed. And what I was is, like, you're eating it. Was your mom like, you need to calm down. Yeah, she's like, what do you mean? This is every, this is what they do. And I remember my aunts and my mom, like, plucking the chicken in the, in the kitchen, mm-hmm. like, putting it in a hot water, oh I guess, to soften it or something. Yeah. And I remember when this goat was, or no, when the cow was getting slaughtered, they hadn't killed the goat yet. And the goat was just standing there at the tree <laughs> looking at oh, this cow. You're just staring? Yeah, oh, just my looking. Goodness. I was like, oh, I'm about to die. I'm about to die right now. Who is it that wants to protect animals? Is it PETA? Or I guess PETA or Peter? vegans. Yeah, the it, vegans This episode's beware. not for you. You're not meant to live in Nigeria because, honestly, that's a thing for me with vegan diets. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like, that's not really realistic for people. Yeah, in our culture, like, it's strange. Like, it's kind of... If kinda... you don't eat meat with your food, people will be looking at you, why aren't you eating meat? Yeah. I remember one day I was eating rice and I just wasn't that hungry, so I had a little bit and I didn't have any meat. My cousin goes, are you a vegetarian? <laughs> I was like, No. <laughs> The way he looked at me sideways, like, why aren't you eating meat? Yeah, like, a lot no, of our, our dishes, like, have meat in them. So if you, it's kind of disrespectful in our culture if you don't eat what your mom makes. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how that would fly if you're trying to be vegan in a Nigerian household. I guess you have to wait until you leave the house. Yeah, to eat <laughs> what you want to eat, because you're usually going to be eating what your mom makes, whether you like it or not. Yeah, there's no choice. But overall, how would you say your trip to Nigeria was, like, compared to your first, the first time you went? I know you remember more this time. Just yeah, cause... I definitely remember more this time. Um, it was very different. So the first time I went, we didn't have this house, so I stayed in my mom's village. Mm-hmm. So those of you that don't know, like, your father's village, if you're Nigerian, your father's village is, like, your village, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we stayed in my mom's village and that was very different. I was staying with like my cousins over there. I don't know. I honestly don't remember that much. I remember like there was this boy that I think I liked and like he gave me a watch or something. I don't know. It was like, to me, it was less stress. It was more fun the first time (laughs) around. Yes, I I agree with that. I was, (laughs) when I was brushing my teeth this morning, I was remembering because I knew we were going to talk about this. And I remember being five years old. I was so carefree. I remember I had no fear. Like, I wasn't thinking about all these things. I was wandering everywhere. Like, I had no fear at all. It was like a vacation for me. Yeah, honestly, I didn't care that much. And I remember this time around, when we were driving from the Enugu Airport to Anambra, Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, this drive is so long. It's like, yes. how can this be the closest airport? <laughs> we were driving for like two hours. It was around Christmas time. Also, I think it was Christmas Eve when mm-hmm. we were driving. And there's so many cars everywhere. People, people in Nigeria drive. I can't even describe it. The, they, first like, of all, the roads, the roads are, the roads not... are terrible. <laughs> there's no lanes. People <laughs> driving in circles, driving. Next people to honk for people no reason. People be driving six inches away from your car. People be literally <laughs> driving in seven different directions yes. to like make a turn somewhere. I it, was so shook the last time so I went. Anxiety. Yeah. How, how, why do they honk? They honk, honk for no for reason. You'll be honk, next honk, to honk. someone. Honk, honk, honk. <laughs> You'll be behind them. Honk, honk. You'll be turning. Honk, honk. I think they just think it's fun to press the the horn. They use it for every. Everything. I don't know why, but driving there gave me anxiety. Yes, I was. We uh, we had so much anxiety because I think we had to do the same thing. We were driving from the airport to my aunt's house in Lagos, in Lagos, and we were driving at night. I think I've told you the story before. So we had we were my uncle was our driver, and we were traveling in a big van because we had about ten or so luggages full of all kinds of stuff so when when you're driving on this long road there are certain checkpoints so there are armed police officers with guns and flashlights so you know how 
here, police officers have guns, but they're kind of concealed in a way. But there, they're holding, like, rifles. They're holding the whole-ass gun. Like, like a big whole ass... hunting rifles mm-hmm. is what they're holding. To me, that is so scary. <laughs> it is It is scary. So, what they would do is, after you stop, um, the officers get a flashlight, look they through look your, your window, car. make sure you're not carrying, like, I guess, like, slaves or drugs or anything. <laughs> the thing is, I was at a restaurant one time. Like, we pulled up with a family friend, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, open your trunk. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... We're, we're going to eat. What do you think that was in the trunk? I think it's a regular thing that they do, but okay. I was still, like, shocked that just going to this restaurant, the guy was, like, opening your trunk. And he was and an our, officer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or something like that, or security. Mm-hmm. But, like, our family friend just opened it. I was like, this is normal? What yeah, is going on? Yeah, very strange. So, it was, it was kind of nerve-wracking for all of us, because since we had 10 luggages, there's been stories of corrupt officers that see that you have nice stuff or see that you're from and America, to take it. open up your luggage and take the stuff they don't like. Like, and, oh, this is illegal or something yeah. like that, but really they're keeping it and they're yeah. going to go sell it. Yeah, so we were scared that that was going to happen, because we had 10 luggages, and I don't know what we were carrying, but I'm sure some of it was valuable things that somebody would want to steal. So my uncle, he had a plan to stop, and then as soon as the officers like tried to come and look at look in with the flashlight he would drive off so he tried to do that and then the officers were like stop 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 and they were pounding on our car stop oh, stop I stop, have stop, a story stop. Just like that. <laughs> so my sister of course this my sister is so over dramatic she's so scared that they're, they're gonna like stop us and like make us get out of the car she goes oh my god <laughs> and my mom turns around and goes shut up shut up shut up shut up like, I've never seen my mom act like that ever in my life. I was I was shaking. I was like, this is how we're going to die. Like, <laughs> Yo, there are so many times, especially while driving, I was like, if if something happens to me, I'm going to die in this country. I yeah. think I was telling you. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, in Nigeria, there's no, like, 911. <laughs> it may, there might be, though. No, when I, I was there, I was asking my mom. I was like, so what's... Like, what happened what in happened? an emergency? <laughs> so the, the thing that really incited me asking this was... I was driving in this town, it's called Aka, and it's an Anambra, it's the capital. So, we're just driving on the road, and we see this man, like, maybe trigger warning for someone, we see this man laying on the side of the road, and mm-hmm. he has been hit by a car. Oh my god. And he's there, and there's blood everywhere, there are people just standing around. And I was like, mom, why are people just standing around, like, not doing anything? I'm in my car, but... There's people just standing around. They don't seem to be frantic or anything. Like just they're looking. acting like it's normal. Yeah, they're just like, and I think it is normal. That's the to thing. see a bloody dead. I mean, not. A I mean, dead the body, thing but... is, people cross the street wherever. There's not like crosswalks like there are here. There aren't really stoplights there. There are a couple of Passover bridges, but they're far apart. So if you really want, you're not gonna walk a quarter of a mile to go to the next one. Mm-hmm. So people cross the street all the time, and there's no stoplights. People just run. And there's so many cars, mm-hmm. you know? So this guy had been hit by a car. And I was like, Mom, what are people doing? Like, why don't they call someone? And she's telling me there's no 911. They're police officers. But there's no one. No one's going to call the police mm-hmm. to drive this man to a hospital. Mm-hmm. She's telling me the story of someone that she knew. And something like that had happened to him. And basically, she was saying it's a matter of someone who knows the guy who's going to alert their family. Oh, my God. She's saying people can stay there for up to, like, six hours just on the side of Bleeding. the road. And I was like, that's terrible. Yeah, honestly. It's terrible. It's scary. But the police story I do have is from... There's so many stories. <laughs> I just want to tell you guys everything. Because every time I think of a story, there's so many parts yeah. to it. Or something that can connect to another story. <laughs> there's so many parts to it. 
So this day, I don't remember where we we're going. I think we we're going to buy a container for the diesel. Mm-hmm. So there are generators in Nigeria. I feel like we have to explain yeah, everything. Because people are like, what? <laughs> there's what? generators in Nigeria. There's electricity in Nigeria, but there's this company, Nepa, mm-hmm. that just takes the light, I guess, whenever they feel yeah, like it. Yeah, it's very confusing. I don't it know how, why... It doesn't make sense, because I guess people pay for it, but this company can just take the light whenever. Yeah, I don't it understand it. Yeah. So we have generators for backup, for electricity. Mm-hmm. So we went to buy this container to put the diesel in. And we... My dad parks in this kind of empty parking lot, I guess by a church. Mm-hmm. And him and my mom get out to, like, stay in the car. And I was like, okay. It was me and my sisters, not just me. Mm-hmm. But, um... They start walking back only a few minutes later. I was kind of surprised. And basically this guy had told my mom that she's not allowed to wear pants on the church property. Whoa. And I was like, pants? She wasn't, she's wearing like a jumpsuit, nothing Mm -hmm. revealing. Mm -hmm. This guy was saying she could not wear trousers. And was your mom shook by this? Yeah, she's like, what kind of nonsense is, how can you tell me I cannot wear pants? (laughs) Conservative Pants are going down to my feet. Yeah. You're telling me I cannot wear pants. Exactly. So what, uh what happened? We ended up just like getting out of the parking lot and going somewhere else Mm -hmm. because... She's she's not have extra clothes to change. That's like, so this see, guy I'm was running you. after like harassing her over pants. It was so ridiculous. I feel like Nigeria, when it comes to a lot of things, is so behind the times. Like, there's this, like, sex of, sects of, <laughs> like, cons- really conservative religious Christians that if you're to the point where a woman can't wear pants, like, yeah. what are you on other issues? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a woman can only wear a skirt? That's, That's so wild. ridiculous to me. So, we go on, and the place we're at is a one-way street. My dad is driving because my mom refuses to drive. She's like, I can't yeah, drive in this country. We had my uncle she's drive. like, Yeah, she's like, I'm not doing it. So my dad is driving. He's fully aware that this is a one way street. He turns the other way. My mom's like, This is a one way street. <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, It's fine. It's fine. So it's not fine. <laughs> there are police officers in the street. They stop us. Um, so they stop us. They roll down the window. Um, and another thing is, let me just interject. Nigeria doesn't pay their people well. Mm. So, like, a lot of people basically ask for, like, bribes or tips. Mm -hmm. So, in this situation, they roll down (laughs) the window, and um, they're like, Sir, this is a one-way street. Um, He's like, oh, I I didn't know. I was just looking at him like, what are you talking about? Wait, so he was planning on just continuing down the one-way street? Yes, because he didn't want to go down and turn around somewhere. Because they came to buy something, but they basically kicked out of the parking lot. Mm. So there was nowhere to park really on the street. It was really full and busy. Mm -hmm. So we went to that parking lot. We're on the street. Police officer is saying, "Uh, you're you're not supposed to do this, blah, blah, blah. And my mom's like, okay, what do you want? Uh And my mom brings out like 50 or 100 naira. Mm -hmm. Which is not that it's, much money. It's nothing. Yeah, y'all it's think, actually oh, fifty dollars. No, it's nothing. I think one dollar to naira is like three fifty. Yeah, three fifty. One U.S. dollar is three hundred fifty-five Nigerian dollars. So okay, so it's nothing. Yeah. Um, and this woman's like, "Do you think this fits me?" Mom's like, "What you're doing now, it doesn't fit you." <laughs> So he's like, you're not passing. So Uh this sound I'm making now is like a sound that Nigerians always make. I don't know. She's like, you're not passing. Is it all you're giving me? Mom's like, fine. I I have. She pulls out like 50 more naira, which again is nothing. Mm -hmm. But she's, why is she having to pay a police officer, a government person? Like this is wild. (laughs) So there's another police officer, another woman standing in front of our car. Okay. But my dad sees the opportunity to swerve around this woman. (laughs) My dad, 
And, and skirt. Yep. And they start beating our car. Uh-oh. Uh, she's like, ah, if I see you again, if I see you again. I said, what will happen if you see me again? I'm dead. <laughs> and we I'm left. Dead. So y'all y'all just finessed the bribe and said, fuck that. What are we going to give her? For what? I'm wild. And then my dad shouldn't have went on that one-way road. It was his That's fault. That's wild. I would Imagine going on a one-way road here. I was like, these people are beating our car. They were like pounding the... Yeah, oh my pounding God. their little, you know... Batons. Yeah, batons oh my on God. the car. I was like, this is crazy. Well, com- I, <laughs> compared to the time I went in 2002 versus 2012, safety is what I thought about the second time I went to Nigeria. So as soon as we landed in the you're airport... Older, you're yeah, more you're more aware. aware. As soon as we landed in Nigeria, um, my dad said, you have smartphone. Do not do not let anybody snatch oh, your phone. that's the thing. Yeah, you have to be really careful. So here all the time, I keep my phone in my back pocket mm-hmm. most of the time. And as I don't have do, a worry at yeah, all. Yeah, as do my sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're in the market, and my mom's like, take your phone out of your pocket now. <laughs> You're like, what I is this? The thing is, I wasn't even thinking. And so my automatic thing is to put it in my back pocket because that's where I keep it most of the time or in my purse, but I wasn't carrying anything. So I just kept it in my back pocket. And I was like, you cannot do that because someone will steal it. Yeah. They see an iPhone, someone will steal it. <laughs> and even one time, like my sister, my older sister kept forgetting and she put it in her back pocket. And actually this lady came up to her and was like, you need to take that out Uh-oh. right now because someone's going to steal yeah. it. Honestly, that lady could have taken it. This is t- 2012. I had a shit phone. If y'all can Google the phone I had, it's called the LG Cookie. That phone is trash. <laughs> so the fact that people were like wanting that phone it shows you like... The types of phones that they had the in the village. The types of phones that they still flip have phones. now, um, a few months ago. Flip phones are really like those like square, like Nokia kind of phones, mm-hmm. like a small little camera yeah, on the bar, back. Yeah, the bar phones. Yeah, like phones like that. Honestly, I really wish I could help a lot of people in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, and I feel like their government can do a lot. But they but don't. They These people are to. struggling they so bad. They choose to like pocket money that is supposed to go to government like helping infrastructure but mm-hmm. they don't and in nigeria there's no middle class it's rich or poor and mostly everybody it is, is poor. poor like and the rich people i feel like get to take advantage of everything because if you have money you can get very far yes the thing is in nigeria if you have money you can do anything you can get anything mm-hmm. if you don't have money you will be struggling mm-hmm. the thing is when i was in nigeria we needed to, me and my sisters needed to get our passports renewed. So we went to the passport office. Again, most of this is in Aka, the mm-hmm. capital of mm-hmm. Anambra. Mm-hmm. So we went, go to this office, and there's a bunch of people sitting there just waiting. Like, But no one's really calling names. The people working there don't look busy. Yeah. But there's a bunch of people just sitting waiting, there waiting. Yeah. And I'm asking my dad, like, why is everyone waiting here? Like, if they don't have money, they can keep you waiting here for two weeks, two Two weeks. Two months. They can keep you waiting here until they feel like taking your case and helping you. Because there's no official prices for anything. In this building, there's no thing that says passport costs 15000 naira or something like that. There's nothing like that. The people that you're working with will tell you how much to give them. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Wild. There's, I think the actual official price is 15000 This is what some guy told us later. But... The person, when we're at the office, said it's 35,000 naira. Mom's like, last year I paid 30,000 naira. He's like, well, that's the price now. <laughs> I was like, that's not the price. See, that's You want 5,000 more naira to, to pocket. put in your pocket. These people are so corrupt. Honestly, bribes for everything. Like, everything. everything. I will say, though, that 
I enjoyed, I think I enjoyed the living in the village versus, well, is your, the house that y'all built, is it in the village? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed, because I spent time in Lagos and then I spent time in the village. In the village, I feel like I had more fun just because there's all these kids there that want to get to Maybe know you. Maybe because you were younger. Well, no, this is 2012. That was seven years ago? I was 15. Exactly. You're younger. I guess. You're 22 now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it was so, like, just talking to them, getting to know them, what do they listen to? I feel like when it comes to music, this was 2012, and they were bumping 50 Cent. I was like, 50 Cent is not relevant. Like, they were like, <laughs> is 50 Cent hot? Is he a hot one? And I said, no, nobody is listening to that. And we started dying. We were laughing. Like, that was their favorite rapper. So I was like, what's your favorite song? And one of the village boys goes, oh, In the Club by 50 Cent. He's From my like rapper. From, like, 2002 yeah. or something. And then they would ask me, have you been to New York before? And I was like, no. What is it like? I haven't been there I just told you I haven't been there. <laughs> like, they had trouble, like, understanding how each state yeah, is different. Yeah, I think because of Nigeria, Nigeria is a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Nigeria has so many people, though. Let me yeah. tell you. It's very popular. Yes, isn't that what you notice? You're like, oh, my God, There's look at all these so people. so many people in such a small space. But, like, in the U.S., it's more spread out. And I think to them, the I don't know if they really encompass the size of the U.S., because they'll be asking me things like, I live in, we live in Texas. Mm-hmm. They ask me, have you seen snow? And I'm like, <laughs> um, it doesn't really snow in Texas. It does like in the north though. And um, do you have pictures of snow? <laughs> I just said it doesn't uh, snow here. I was uh, like, these people, I was like it doesn't snow here. I mean, that's a nice thing to say, but I'm like, it's just as hot in Texas. Well, as... it snowed. I've seen snow. Did you tell, but, tell like, them yes? I wouldn't have snow to be taking pictures of like a snow. How can I build a snowman from one inch of ice? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But I was like, no, it doesn't really snow here. Yeah, they they were just curious, like, what is America like? Because to them, they think that America is like gold in the streets, like, um, people giving you money, like you're like rich. Famous people walking around. It's not the, honestly. It's if, not they, like they, if they that. came to America, they would be surely disappointed. Like, I think so. Like because people say, "Oh, take me to America with you. I want to go to America." I was like, "Why do you want to come?" Yeah, to America, America is not in, a, it. in its current state. Why do you want to come yeah, here? Really, honestly, one of my my little cousins <laughs> so funny obviously he has a nigerian accent mm-hmm. and the language that like me and justin's family speak is Igbo. Mm-hmm. and he's how old is he he's like eight or something when i went and he he's speaking english but he's you know the accent where they try to oh sound God. american I hate, that. I hate that he was speaking like this and i was like why do you why are you speaking like this like for what <laughs> yeah why are you, they're trying to hide their accent um, i was like for what everyone else in your family has an accent and he kept telling me, he's like, I don't speak Igbo. And I was like, you do speak Igbo. <laughs> I was like, you do. But I, I just know because, like, I just know that he speaks Igbo. But he kept insisting to me that he did not speak Igbo. Yes. So I was like, I know you're lying to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I asked, like, one of his brothers. He's like, yeah, he does. But he's like an American boy. He oh, wants, whatever. He wants, he loves everything about America. He wants to go to America. He's like, Nikki, next time you come, will you take me to America with you? Oh, my goodness. He's so cute, but I was like, child, just speaking your regular... I, yeah, I've heard you real. speak Igbo, and you're telling me to my face now that you don't speak Igbo, mm-hmm. that you want... I don't know. Mm-mm. But I honestly... I, I, I really enjoyed my time in Nigeria. I will say that I wish that every black person in America could venture and take a trip to Nigeria. Because there's something about being on the continent where everybody it's is black. black. And I just felt so... It's hard to explain how I felt. I felt like... Un, not unease. I felt at ease. 
<laughs> I felt at ease. Yes. I remember texting one of my friends. Um, I was like, I haven't seen, not that I'm, I don't have a problem with white people unless I do. you're problematic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Unless you're a problematic white person, I don't have a problem with you. But I was like, I haven't seen a white person in two weeks. Like, I feel liberated. <laughs> I was like, this is such, it's such a different atmosphere yes. to be in. Everyone looks like you. It's, there's no, you're different Mm-mm. or there's no like. The concept of race does not exist yeah, in Nigeria. everyone looks the same. So what is, you're different than me. If anything, you feel, you feel honestly amazing because I don't know. You, you embrace your culture, you embrace your people, you embrace, I don't know, just life and just living at home, I guess. Like I felt really great. <laughs> I think the only thing is, as an American going to Nigeria, people, everyone knows that you're American. Yes, they they can tell by they the way you talk. Tell... They're like, they call us Onyacha. Did they call you that? No. Really? I'm not Onyacha. I know, but they were calling, oh, because I guess because my siblings are light-skinned, they would be like, Onyacha, Onyacha, which if y'all don't know what <laughs> Onyacha means, it means white person. <laughs> but I was like, no one called me white person. No. They but... would ask, they would ask, have you seen a white man before? And I was, yes. uh, yeah, all the time. And they would say, I want to see a picture. And they would, like, zoom in <laughs> on the white person so they can see. You can see, see a white person. You know, as soon as I said I haven't seen a white person, this was by the time I was back in Lagos. And we're at this conservatory. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I sent this text message, I see a white person. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, the facade is yeah. over. But in Lagos, um, people come from, like, all over the world to go to Lagos. Mm-hmm. It's it a used big to be city. the capital. It used to be the capital. It's a really big city. Um. There's millions of people there. Mm-hmm. It's very congested. but Beautiful, though, from what I remember. It actually is. Yeah. Um, that's the thing about Nigeria. I think a lot of people don't realize how beautiful oh Africa goodness, can the, be. The, the trees. The There's way the so trees look. There's so many palm trees. Oh, my goodness. The Maybe geckos. I'll post pictures on Instagram. Yes. There's so many. It's so beautiful there, honestly. There's not these huge, ugly buildings. Mm-mm. It's just a lot of nature, a lot of forests. It's yes. so beautiful. If you could complain about something, it'd be the pollution. Pollution. <laughs> oh, my. I was like, how can people just leave heaps of trash right here? And then they burn it. <sighs> I was... When I was driving from Anangu to Anambra, I just saw piles of trash. People would be fire, fire, mm-hmm. fire. And I was like, why are they doing this? So... There's no... <laughs> So you're just burning it. All the smoke is going into the air. Mm-hmm. There's my dad was telling me he's like when I was younger. This was when I was home like a week ago. Mm-hmm. I was like when I was younger, we used to just uh, pour kerosene on ants. And I was like, this is why this country is so polluted. You used to pour oil, like crude oil, onto ants in the ground. Oh my goodness! But I feel like I was shook by a lot of things. Um, whenever one of the village boys or girls would finish a snack, I would be like. I, expecting them to put it in the trash. They would lick their lips and then throw, have, it, on the throw it on the floor. I was like, what? And then I said, put it in the trash. I said, Thea, not trash. And they said, what is trash? <laughs> they didn't understand. We, we had we had like a trash can in our house. But I'm pretty sure every day or so, they would just take it outside of our gate and put just it on pour the ground. It? Oh my, that's there's, horrible. There's no trash cans. There's no like government um, trash thing that picks up trash. Yeah. You know, it doesn't exist. One thing, oh my goodness, the, every time I think about this, there's so much to tell you guys. We might honestly talk Do about a part this more. Two, yeah. But in Nigeria, um, like I said, the infrastructure isn't great, but a lot of the cars there are really old. Mm-hmm. And the trucks, like the big 18-wheeler trucks, are very old. Mm. So there are multiple times I honestly feared like these trucks would like Explode? Turn. Oh. No. <laughs> 
they would turn over or something. So one day I was driving from my dad's village to my mom's village, and there's this hill that you have to go up to, but it's not like some crazy steep San Francisco hill. Mm-hmm. And we're going up, and in front of us, there's this, like, truck that has a tank. Okay. And um, you know how, like, gas trucks look? With yeah. With like, round yes. kind of tank? But yes. I think it was filled with... I hope it was filled Fuel? with water. Oh. I, I hope that it looked like water, but maybe it was gas. It was probably gas. Um, so, I see this truck, but it stopped, like, on this incline. Mm-hmm. And it's just stopped. It doesn't have the power to go up this hill. And there is, it's just pouring Uh-oh. out. It's pouring out seeping because it's on a hill. So everything is pouring out seeping on the ground. My dad just passes. And this guy is just sitting in the truck. He, my dad's like, yeah, that man will not make it up this hill. Damn, he has to find another route because there's no way that he's going to. are there other routes? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> the roadways, the way the roads work. I don't, just the GPS work there. I don't... Oh, and Lagos it does. Okay, I but know. in the rural parts, I'm sure it's hard. Because there's... Sh- I don't... There's no road signs. I'd be wondering how they knew how where they to know? go. It's a tiny road sign that's six inches yes. on the side of them. <laughs> I remember when my mom was trying to find her sister's house. She's, she'd stop on the road at the markets and be like, Can you help me find a Fagello market? Like, she, like... like, ah... Do, 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 turn here. Do, do, do. Was, how do you know where it is? I was like, there's no street signs. Oh my goodness. Oh my. <laughs> Ooh, the marketplace is reminding me of all the little things. They would sell bottled water and the fresh bread. You, oh, oh, the my fresh goodness. bread. Y'all, Ooh. this bread is so Ooh. good. Mm. Oh, it's it's hot. Mm. It's like a little sweet. Oh. You just be pulling and eating. Mm. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. And they don't and have it cheap. here. Yeah. It's like 500 naira. Yeah, Honestly, which is nothing, y'all. It's, nothing. it's, it's like, like a dollar. Two, less than $2. Yeah. Oh, but then another truck story. We were driving. Actually, let me back up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole story in itself. So at the end of, toward the end of our trip, we're planning to go from the village, from Anambra to Lagos. And on this drive, I swear, there was one of these big trucks mm-hmm. in front of us. Mm-hmm. And two of its wheels were not on the ground. <laughs> Justin... <laughs> This so it was so heavy that it was like leading like my mom's like yeah they overload everything because there's no regulations me and my sister my little sister are like there's this truck this truck is going to tilt over it's two of its wheels are physically yes. not touching the road Honestly, when you, how can you be driving something no, like that when you drive on these roads in nigeria you see all these trucks that have stopped because those little buses where they're tying the suitcases around yeah. there's 20 people you crammed, crammed inside up. oh my oh, goodness, goodness. Oh, the structure. The structure. Let me I was, tell you. When, so I told you that one of the things I was shook by when I got there was the cell phone thing and ha- how I had to protect my cell phone at all costs. Mm-hmm. What things were you shook by instantly whenever you arrived in Nigeria? When I immediately arrived, I was at the airport. It's an international airport. Mm-hmm. And there's no AC. You're like, I've arrived. (laughs) I've arrived in Niger. There's no AC. The lines are long. There's no structure. It's people yelling at you. Say, come here, come here. Let me check this. Blah, blah, blah. It's like this organization, right? My mind is scrambling just thinking about it. I'm sweating in this airport. There's people yelling at me. How is this how you welcome me to a country, Mm -hmm. honestly? Oh, and at the airport when my sister got there, Mm -hmm. they actually lost her uh, passport. Did I tell you that? No. They lost her passport, so she came here alone from L.A. Mm-hmm. They lost her passport. They refused to give her any evidence that they lost her passport. Because they didn't got, want accountability. I guess. So when she got to the um, passport office trying to renew her passport, um, they're like, we can't do this for you. Everything has to go through the capital, Abuja. Mm-hmm. 
Which is ridiculous because, and they're saying we don't have your information in our system. I'm like, aren't that you makes a pa- no sense. You're a passport office, and you're telling me you do not have passport And she's in Nigeria. That doesn't make any sense. She's like, at the airport, they could pull it up, but um, pull up her information. He's mm-hmm. like, we don't have the same system. I'm like, is this not one country? Is this not one same passport? <laughs> oh, my mind you're is telling scrambling. Me you don't have her information. This guy will not give her any proof that he lost her passport. So it's this whole drama of coming in. Oh, the hotel we stayed in in Lagos, our first oh, night. Oh, thank you for saying hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of something. There was a rat in Oh, a hotel. rat. Oh, heck no. Oh, goodness. Wait, so what did, did y'all kill the rat? No. So you just let it scurry around? That's disgusting. We didn't know where it was. My sister, my little sister saw it. <laughs> I'm about to cry. Honestly, I'm about to cry. My little sister saw it. And then after that, we were so annoyed. So we went downstairs to eat. And I remember it was like this little restaurant in the hotel mm-hmm. as restaurant as hotels have and there's a server and so we all sit down and there's six of us um my family and then a family friend and this lady there's one menu mm-hmm. she gives us the menu and we're like can we can we have more menus <laughs> she's like oh the other one it's out there somewhere i was like the other one so there's only one <laughs> what kind of match is there's this there's two menus in this entire restaurant i was like so if there's three parties of people, like mm-hmm. three tables, will you be sharing the menu between <laughs> tables? What kind of mess is that? Make oh that make God. sense. But thank you for saying hotel, because I remember one night before we arrived in Lagos, um, we stayed in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And usually people that work in hotels, if they're helping you assist y- your stuff, sometimes like you might find things missing because they might steal something. Mm-hmm. Like Stuff like that happens. Even in America, stuff like that happens. Yeah. So my dad had a pair of Ray-Ban glasses. And he he loved these glasses, like sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And whenever we arrived in our hotel, he was like, where is my glasses? It is that rogue in the front desk that rogue? stole it. Yeah, so my dad <laughs> goes downstairs. We all go down with him. He confronts this guy and says, give me my glasses. You stole my glasses. Give me my glasses. He said... When my parents do stuff like that, I'm so, like, shocked. I was so shocked. But we didn't... Know, I, I, we were assuming that the, the dudes took them. But he didn't. No. <laughs> we found that out later. But he was yelling and embarrassing this dude. He said... My dad was like, you are a rogue. You what stole my mean? glasses. A rogue. <laughs> Rogue is the word that my dad uses to for thief. I think that a oh. secondary definition for the word rogue is like a thief. When I think rogue, I think someone who goes against things. I don't know. Like going rogue? Yeah. Yeah, but that's what my dad uses that word rogue. Because if I take a snack upstairs, he says, you are a rogue. <laughs> <laughs> it's my house. Like, I'm just because I took a snack upstairs, I'm a rogue. So my dad was, yeah, all the front desk people were like, sir, we don't have your glasses. We don't have, sir, please. Trying to be like, yeah. calm. Yeah. He, my you dad, know if they weren't working there, they would almost be fine. Yes, they, that, the dude was trying to hold himself back. He said, please, sir, I did not steal your glasses. Please, sir, I don't have it. Please, I don't have your glasses. So my dad goes back to his room to look. He looks in his pocket. Guess what's in his pocket? <laughs> the glasses. And my mom was like, look at, look at you, causing a scene. These people can hurt us. We have our children here. Like, they, we don't know what they could have done. Like, oh my, my, we were, like, telling my dad that he needs to apologize to that dude. And he, he never apologized. He, there's no way he would apologize. Like, he was embarrassed because he made a I don't think my parents fool. know what apologizing is. Honestly, have your parents ever apologized to you? Yeah, one time whenever my mom beat me... <laughs> She was m- mad at my dad, but she took her anger out on us. And then my mom came to us crying and she said, Your daddy, he's been making me crazy. I am so sorry for beating you. I love you guys. You guys know that. I am your mommy. I love you. 
<laughs> like that's but like that's... on a normal basis, I don't feel like they apologize for mm. things, even when they know they're wrong. Yeah, not even no, just to you. My like dad in general do that. situations, my dad does not apologize ever because like he'll yell at us it's a pride for stuff. Thing. Yeah, he'll yell at us for stuff that he claims we didn't do. My mom does yeah. all. My mom will think that we take her things. <laughs> She Nobody has this took idea it. in her head that everyone is out to steal her thing. It's like, Nikki, did you take my phone? I said, why would I take your phone? I'm sitting upstairs. Said, Jennifer, did you steal my phone? You all, you children, you took my phone. <laughs> this is said, reminding Nobody me. Nobody took your phone. It's probably your room or uh, your purse or something. And then she'll go and find it. She always blames us. It says we take take her, things, her things, take her purse, take her phone, take something. I'm Mm-mm. like, nobody is trying to steal your things in this house. What what I was annoyed about in Nigeria, my, my mom and dad would always wear these over-the-top outfits and my mom would wear a full face of makeup every day. Mom would dress up every yeah, and day. To impress these I, people. I was like, why do you want I, people to think It was that- like 8 a.m. My mom was wearing, you know, like full like dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, Ma, are we going somewhere today? <laughs> What's the occasion? Uh, she said, no. <laughs> and she, like, they dress, because since they're American, they think that they're better than the other yeah, village people. Yeah, she said, no. And I said, why are you dressed like that? Like, you look very fancy. I mean, you look nice, but are we going Yeah, are we going to the Oscars? Like, said, where are we no. going? you know, somebody comes to my house. So I want to look oh nice. Oh, my God. I'm sitting there in my pajamas waking. It's 8 a.m. What am I doing looking nice at this time? Right. I remember, like, my mom, she came with limited makeup, so she was trying to conserve as much as she could, like, mm-hmm. so it can last throughout our duration. So she had a compact mirror foundation mm-hmm. thing. So something happened, and it fell. And it broke. I, I bumped into it, and she kept it somewhere. It fell, Jessie. and all the makeup fell onto the floor. Jessie. And then my mom, she said, where, where is my mirror? And then we were like, it's here. <laughs> and then she said, ah, ah. And she saw that it was ah. all over the floor. She said, oh, my goodness. This is the worst thing somebody could have done to me. To me. Because <laughs> she didn't have makeup to impress these people. She the, the, the way she was acting, I was like, is the world over? And she's like, I can't believe somebody would do this to me. I was like, oh, my God. Is it that big of a deal? I was so sure. Nigerians should like be have their own theater the way yes. they're dramatic. It was so dramatic. <laughs> I was so shook. So I think this is a common thing, but um, like when you travel to one country or come back to your home country mm-hmm. from another, you can't really bring food, right? But Nigerians don't abide by this rule. They bring as much food as they can, yeah. <laughs> possibly, because... The things that we used to cook aren't really readily available here. Mm-hmm. And they're really fresh because they come straight from Nigeria. So you're getting the freshest products. So to go around this, <laughs> the way my mom... <laughs> their loophole. Their loophole. The way my mom does this. So we get... Um, my mom usually gets a lot of clothes made um, in Nigeria whenever she's there. And then she also brings stuff with her to wear on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So the way she would do this, her and her friend, be, while we were in Lagos... We're sitting on the floor, had all this, all these vegetables laid out, a goosey mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. They would wrap it in, um, in newspaper? newspaper, flat, mm-hmm. tape it flat, all flat. around, yeah. flat, flat, insert it into the clothes and be folding the clothes however many times to make sure that when it goes through that like x-ray machine mm-hmm. that they can't detect it. Yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, when we were going back to the US, my mom came with all these goods and stuff and... My mom was devastated whenever they confiscated her agusi or something because they thought it was weed. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, okay, so my, the reason my mom wraps it is because that they're not likely to unwrap every single Layer, skirt and yeah. everything. So that's why my mom does it like that. 
So when we were coming back to the U.S., my mom tried to lie and say that she didn't have anything to declare or something like that. (laughs) But I was like, where are you coming from? She's like, Nigeria. It's like, oh, okay. Like, obviously, they're familiar Mm -hmm. with these people Mm -hmm. and what their their lies, honestly. (laughs) It's like, okay, you need to go through this line. This line was so long because all these people coming from Nigeria, these, the, like, TSA agents or whatever, Mm -hmm. are opening every single bag. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, they travel with, like, 10 bags. So it's a long process. Yes. So you'll have to get there early to make sure that (laughs) y'all can go through all of that and make sure you catch your flight on time. But when they were doing this, there were a lot of things that they didn't catch because my mom puts it, like, inside her clothes. She's a pro. Yeah, she's a pro. She's been doing this for years. But some things they did throw away. Like, they threw away some Indomie. Who cares? Indomie, <laughs> y'all, is African or Nigerian ramen. Yeah. It's it's different. It come, Instead of coming with just the sauce pack, it comes with like, oil, yeah, too. Yeah, like the oil so that you... has, like, spices and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I think better. it might be better than ramen, to be honest. It's better. I don't know if it's definitely. how it is health-wise compared Obviously, to ramen. Obviously, it must not be because you can't bring it in the U.S. R- wait, it really? You're not supposed to. What's wrong like, with that? I don't know, but the thing is, they sell it at African stores. Yeah, so we sell it. actually a way to get it. <laughs> I don't know. Why? I wonder why. Maybe somebody tried to... There's some ingredient in it that's technically not allowed in the U.S. Interesting. Shit, I'm going to stop eating that then. <laughs> I don't even eat it that much to be in general, but I'm not... <laughs> There's some ingredient Is there an FDA in Nigeria? I doubt it. <laughs> Is, what is there in Nigeria? I don't... I, is there a federal exchange commission? Is there anyone monitoring what these... I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm sure. The way they're overloading trucks, there's no regulations. <laughs> How can you be driving a truck that it's not touching the ground? The, wheel, the back wheels are up in the air. That is so funny. They're just Going the, so slow, but like your your wheel is not touching the ground. I'm dead at the visualization of that. Just seeing that Tilted huge... Like- <laughs> Our driver zoomed around it. I'm dead. He's like, I'm not driving behind this truck Mm-mm. because soon it's going to tip over. Mm-mm. Oh my goodness. How, how was Christmas versus Christmas here? Christmas, okay. So the thing is, in Nigeria, they celebrate a lot of holidays. Mm-hmm. So Nigeria is about half Christian, half Muslim, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. 50 um, Yeah, it's, about, it's like 50 50. So, to me, when I was going there, it didn't make sense for everything to be closed down for, like, Christmas, because I'm like, not everyone here is Christian. It's Mm -hmm. not even majority Christian. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, things are closed Christmas Day. But when I got there, things were closed until, like, the 27th or 28th. An extended holiday Yeah, I'd be like, oh, the manager here, he won't be back until the 28th. (laughs) That's what they told my sister whenever they're asking about her passport. They're saying, like, the guy who's, like, in charge won't be there for days. Uh, Doing what? So I was asking my family friend. I was like, you know, this doesn't make sense to me Mm -hmm. because, you know, like, half the population is also Muslim. So what do they do then? He's like, oh, yeah, they close for all the Christian holidays, all the Muslim holidays, everything. Even some American holidays that they sell. I was like, what tie does Nigeria (laughs) have to America to be selling American, celebrating American holidays? It doesn't make sense. They just close down for everything. Mm -mm. But people love Christmas time. Except now they're going through a recession, so Um, it wasn't like... Popping the way it usually is. It wasn't popping. Honestly, Christmas Day I didn't do much. Mm -hmm. Um, Y'all went to church, though. How's church? We actually didn't go on Christmas (gasps) Day. Y'all didn't go to church? (laughs) (laughs) I'm shook. The thing is, I got to the village on Christmas Eve. And I slept for, like, 12 hours after I got there. I was tired. When I got to Lagos, we got there, we ate, I slept for, like, four hours, and then we had to get to the airport. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's another story. Oh, my goodness. Whenever, we had to get to the airport because my mom's flight was at, like, 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. And that's when me and my sister's flight was supposed to be at. So my mom actually booked separate flights for my mom and one of my sisters and then me and my other sisters. Okay. The reason she did this is because she was afraid of our safety. She was afraid that, like, one of the planes might crash. What? She's Wait, like, but by booking separate flights. So, like, I guess so we all don't die on one flight. <laughs> <laughs> interesting logic. Very She's interesting. People said that's smarter to book separate flights. So if something happens to one plane that we all don't die. That is so crazy. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm my. If y'all can see my face right now, I'm my mind is and my like, face is I twisting. Was like, I was like, "Mom, you think we're gonna die?" Like, she's like, "You know, no, but you never know." And I was like, "You never oh know my what." Goodness. Whenever she's telling us that, so whenever we got there, um, before our flight, like the day before our flight got delayed till nine, mm-hmm. but my mom still wanted us all to go to the airport to be there in time for her flight. Okay. So I was like, okay, but when we got there, our flight was supposed to be at nine a.m. Over the intercom, flight blah, blah, blah is delayed 40 minutes. Ugh. Okay, fine, whatever. And like an hour passes. Flight blah, blah, blah is delayed another 40 minutes. Really? Okay. Another hour passes. Flight da, da, da is delayed another 40. How can you be delayed 40 <laughs> minutes three times? You delayed my flight two hours before. My flight, my original flight time was 7 a.m. I did not, I think I got on that flight around 1 p.m. Oh my goodness. What kind of nonsense Yeah, that's is wild. That? Wild. And the flight was only like one hour. It was so annoying. Mm-hmm. But I think there are some safety things that they're trying oh, to Oh, really? Fix. Honestly, that's... Uh... Yeah, so Nigeria was a lot of ups and downs, honestly. I would go back again. I want to go back again mm-hmm. in like the next two years. I would go back again for sure because I miss I miss all the kids that have grown up now that are full fledged adults now. Yeah, for me it was a really good experience because on my dad's side, all of his siblings and their children still live in Nigeria, so I don't really see them, and that's something that I really enjoyed. Honestly, on my mom's side, a lot of them live in the U.S. and some still live in Nigeria, but I see them a lot more. Mm-hmm. So it was really it was a good experience for me to see them, to meet them, and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I would say that anybody black or I think anybody in general should visit Nigeria. I feel like your perspective on what you visualize Africa is would change. I feel like yes. you'd have fun. It would open your mind. You'd just have a different feeling. And I feel like Africa is not a continent that a lot of people Travel visit. Travel to yeah. at all. Because people are scared. Of course, there are certain things that you should be scared for, but that's when you travel anywhere. But in general, I think more people should venture out and go yeah. to different places, especially in Nigeria. Travel Africa, honestly. There's so much to see. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's so many different landscapes. The beauty is what, like, the nature, how some things are untouched, like, the animals. There's so much culture yeah. there. There's so many different types of culture from country to country within every country. Mm-hmm. So many different languages, so many different types of people there. It's amazing. I really think if you're a traveler, put a country in Africa on your list. Yes, definitely. And not like Morocco or South Africa. <laughs> yeah, South Africa is overrated. Like, go to Nigeria, Visit go to Kenya, real, go to like, a real, like... Something that'll make you change your perspective. Yeah. Honestly, I think South Africa is still a good place to visit, especially with its history of apartheid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really would recommend, like, a Central African or West African country. For sure. Yeah. So now we have a listener question. Yes, we have a question. So what Igbo or African name should we give this person this week? Chibuzo. So Chibuzo says, as you know, the movie Us was released and I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
In my opinion, it was a departure from Get Out in the sense that it focused primarily on classism rather than racism as a topic to address. It did so by highlighting the ways in which we all knowingly and unknowingly uphold and participate in social systems that hold the unfortunate down while the more privileged reap the benefits that such systems presented them. This can be seen in the dynamic between the everyday U.S. citizen and their tethered doppelganger in the movie, where the injustice done to the doppelgangers drove them to the point of revolt. So I was wondering, have you ever considered your own class position and how the way you move through the world affects others? And what do you think we can do on a personal level to make sure that we do as little negative impact as we can to others? I think with me, after coming to college, definitely here in Austin, that a lot of my perspectives shifted a bit. Not that I wasn't aware of my class before, but I'm from the suburbs. I didn't really see a lot of homeless people or a lot of people that were struggling. Um, So coming to Austin, I saw a lot more of that. It was very much in my face. There's a good amount of homeless population around campus. Mm -hmm. So that really opened my eyes. Like, okay, wow, I really am privileged in the sense that I... Not that I'm rich, but that I have money, that I'm able to support myself, that I'm able to come to college. I don't have to worry about those things. Mm -hmm. So... I was aware of my privilege when I was younger. So whenever people would come over to my house, they'd be like, oh my God, your house is so big. But whenever I've grown up in the neighborhood I've lived in since 2000, so I've never, I honestly, I thought that everybody lived in the type of house that I lived in. And I was confused why they would be like, oh my gosh, y'all's house is so nice. So that's when I started like realizing that I have privilege in that sense. And more so, I feel like I'm aware of privilege the same way that other people are aware of race and what they can do on a personal level to fight against racism. So I think that I kind of fight against that privilege in a different way. For me, I think it starts with acknowledging your privilege. Um, A lot of people don't or aren't aware of the privilege that they have, or they don't even realize that things that they take for granted are forms of privilege. So for me, as for what I can do to... Do I acknowledge my privilege? Of course. Yeah, I I think I do too. I think it's very important to acknowledge your privilege because there are people out there who don't think that they have a privilege. There's so many Just because you live the life that you live and maybe you're not really confronted with it doesn't mean you don't have privilege above many other people out there. Mm -hmm. I think something good that my parents made me do, I I wouldn't call it like made me do, but when I was younger with my church, we volunteered at um, a homeless shelter in Dallas. So... Like, every month we would go and serve food to the homeless, and I think that kind of helped me open my eye. I think that's something you should really do with children, because when you keep them in a bubble of everything's good, everything's great, we've lived this life, but you don't see other people who are struggling then you create this false reality in your head. (laughs) And to me, there's all different types of privilege. For me, I know of one privilege is my health. I've been relatively healthy my entire life, and that's not something that a lot of people um, experience through life. So another privilege that I have is being able-bodied. I'm not paralyzed. I don't have to worry about being handicapped or anything like that. And my mind, like I, I don't have any like degenerative diseases that affect the way I think or anything like that. So those these are all different yeah. forms of privilege that I feel like we often don't think there about. There are so many different forms of privilege. And again, 
I think it's about making yourself aware and educating yourself because, again, before I came to college, there were so many things that I weren't aware of. One thing is accessibility. Mm-hmm. I can walk. I have that ability. I have that privilege. But there are many people who rely on other methods to get around. And I started seeing, because honestly, I didn't really walk anywhere like outside before I came to college. Mm-hmm. But here in Austin, I walk a lot. I started noticing there's not really ramps places. There are sidewalks that are just upwards and people can't move around in that way to me i think that as like a community we should try and help others help others have basically equity Mm -hmm. help everyone have the same kind of opportunities mm -hmm. but with his question it's more about the class like our class how our class privileged are we aware of that privilege and what what can we do to make a little negative impact with the class that we do yeah, have. I'm definitely aware, at least for me, when I was growing up, my parents made it very known to me of where they came from, how they got to where they are today, and the fact that they have family members. I have family members that are struggling. They're over the time, people in my mom's side family came over to the U.S. and it was very important. Us, it was very important to us to help them out. Whether that was letting them stay with us for a while before they like went off to school, um, etc. Just helping people who are around you and being aware that you have the mm-hmm. privilege, you have the resources to help others. Yeah, and what are you gonna do with that privilege? Because maybe privilege is a weapon. And base or not a weapon, a tool. <laughs> it's a tool. <laughs> it's a tool that we can use to help other people. So I think that what we can do with our privilege is use it as a tool to help people that are aren't in the privileged positions that we're in. So whether that's in the careers we're going into, whether that's in what we can do on a day-to-day basis when it comes to helping somebody out, I think that goes a long way in helping people. But in general, there's always going to be people that are more fortunate than you in life, and there's always going to be people that are less fortunate than you in life. It's not something that's easily solvable Mm -hmm. or you can't necessarily put... I don't think you can put on yourself to alleviate someone else's situation, Mm -hmm. but I think... You can put in your heart to help others when you can, whether that's giving a dollar or giving a meal or just smiling at someone. Mm-hmm. Use your privilege and help others. Yeah, I think that's a hard question. Yeah, because the world is always going to be imperfect and there's always yeah. going to be people that are in less fortunate positions. But it's about how you can use your privilege to help other people. Yeah. And it starts with knowing that you have privilege. But thank you for that question. And if y'all would like a question answered on air, you can always DM us on Instagram or email us at polar opposites.pod at gmail.com we love answering your questions and helping you guys out and of course you can always follow us on our instagram page and see updates and stuff like that yeah thank you guys for listening and join us next time